This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning, this is Marshall Davis. There are certain experiences in life that tend to communicate the divine very easily, better than other ways. For many people, it's the heavens, viewing the starry heavens on a clear night. We can't not help but ponder our connection to the universe. The heavens have always elicited such a response from humans, it seems. Structures such as Stonehenge attest to this. Humans have imagined constellations in the stars and seen gods in the skies and created stories about them. This wonder of the heavenly bodies is the source of astrology, which assumes that somehow the the apparent movement of stars in the sky is connected to us as persons. Even people with no religious beliefs are awed by the sheer vastness of space and the universe. I'm thinking of astronomers like Stephen Hawking and Carl Sagan and Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's something awe-inspiring about the heavens. Humans' understanding of the cosmos has gone through evolutions and revolutions in time. In the earliest world view, the Earth was seen as being at the center of the universe and everything revolved around us. The sun and the stars and the planets all centered on us. This is the Ptolemaic view or the geocentric understanding of the universe. In the 16th century, the Polish astronomer Nicholas Copernicus saw it differently. He began what has been come to be called the Copernican revolution. He took the earth out of the center and with it our central place in the universe. He postulated that the sun was the center, at least of our solar system. This is the heliocentric understanding. This was proven by Galileo, but the church took a long time accepting this new view of things. It threatened the prevailing Christian worldview. In time, we came to know that our sun-centered system is just one of many solar systems in the galaxy, which itself is only one of countless galaxies in the universe. Each galaxy may have a center, but no galaxy, including our galaxy, is the center of the universe. This understanding of the universe, of course, affected humans' spiritual understanding of themselves. The universe was less and less about us and knocked apart the anthropocentric worldview. Darwin undermined anthropocentrism even more with his theory of evolution. And since Darwin, more and more fossil and genetic evidence 
have supported the evolution of life on this planet. We found out that we are just one of many species that have occupied this planet. Indeed, we are latecomers in the 4.5 billion year history of the Earth and the 13.7 billion year history of the universe. Life on Earth was, was here long before us and will be long after us. Humans are more a footnote than the apex of evolution. Once again, the church fought against this understanding, and parts of it are still fighting against it today. Evangelicals and fundamentalists insist against all the scientific evidence for evolution that it's a hoax. There's an atheistic and humanistic conspiracy. They insist that the anthropocentric view is still valid, that we are the pinnacle of creation and the centerpiece of God's master plan for the universe. Other spiritually minded people have come to accept that the universe is not anthropocentric. It's not all about us. There is another revolution, this time in spirituality, that parallels the Copernican revolution. That is the shift away from the egocentrism of humans. We have always assumed that the ego or the psyche is who we are. That we are persons. We have always assumed that is what makes us who we are. That what makes us who we are is our minds, especially our self-consciousness, our psyches. We could call this the psychocentric model of spirituality. Once again, it's all about us as individual persons. And so we make deities in our image and then turn it around and then we say that we are made in the image of God. Now, there are exceptions to this understanding, of course, in the history of religions. In indigenous cultures, there have always been animal spirits and spirits and other living things and impersonal power like, like manna. But the major Western traditions like Judaism and Christianity and Islam have focused on a personal God. And there are lots and lots of personal gods in other religions as well, in Hinduism and in, and in Buddhism, all these other types of deities, these, all these types of Buddhas. And all these deities look strangely a lot like us. As Michelangelo reminds us on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, this god sounds like us and acts an awful lot like us, and does not take a genius to see that they are us in theistic or polytheistic disguise. Our monotheistic God in the West is the human psyche blown up big and made into a God, or rather it's more accurate to say into an idol. The human ego has made God into a divine ego. This current runs deep in Christianity today. 
evangelicals make a big deal about worshiping a personal God and having a personal relationship with a personal Savior. They say it's not about religion, it's about a relationship with a person. And this relationship involves submitting one's will to God's will. That is the literal meaning of the word Islam. Submission. This is the theocentric approach with God at the center. And Christianity is a variation on this, the Christocentric approach. A personal God is the center in these systems of the moral and spiritual universe, sitting on a throne, ruling all with everything and everyone under their feet. This is as far as traditional Christianity, Islam, or Judaism is prepared to go. The human ego submitting to the will or the law of this theistic God. But there is another approach. And more and more people are making this shift these days. A new Copernican revolution is underway. In actuality, there's always been this minority approach throughout the history of religions, which is why it is sometimes called the perennial philosophy. There have always been mystics and seers in all religions who have gone beyond the psychocentric and egocentric model of humans. And they have gone beyond the theocentric understanding of God. They have known by experience that we are not what we think we are. That we are not human psyches or egos. Neither is God a superhuman psyche or superego. This is a shift from seeing us and God as selves to seeing us and God as not-self. The divine and the human are defined by what they are not. Now if we want to shift and have use positive language to describe this, you can describe this as spirit. But we can't then start talking about a spirit-centered worldview. Spirit is not a part of time and space, so there is no center. Spirit is omnipresent, and that which is omnipresent cannot have a center. So it's best to call this a non-centric approach. The whole idea of a center, the center of us, or of the universe, is a mistake. Now this is a truly radical revolution in spirituality. It does not put something new into the center and give us a new worldview. It eliminates the center itself and eliminates the whole idea of a worldview. This is descriptive of our awareness of both the true self, if you want to call it that, and the divine, and the universe. There is no center. There's omnipresence. Science is likewise supporting an approach to the universe that does not have a center. 
Scientists tell us that the universe is expanding, and that it has been expanding ever since the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. The model of the Big Bang that most people have in their minds is that it's kind of like a big explosion. And that would seem to imply that there is a center to the universe, and all we have to do then is trace the trajectory of all matter back to its point of origin, and we can find the center of the universe, right? No, that's not right. It turns out the universe is not expanding in that way. Space is more like dots painted on the surface of a balloon, which is being blown up. It is like raisins on a loaf of bread dough that is expanding as it is rising and as it is baking. Every point in the universe is expanding equally apart from all other points, which means there is no center. If space is like the surface of a balloon, no spot on the balloon is the center, nor is there an outer edge. So you could say the universe is like a circle without a center or a circumference which is, of course, no circle at all. A strange thing is that when scientists look into the heavens, it seems like we are at the center because everything is expanding away from us. And if everything is moving away from us, then it must all have started here. So it feels like we, here on Earth, are the center of the universe. But we aren't. It just seems that way. There is no center. Or if we are, then every place is equally the center of the universe. When it comes to spirituality, it may feel like we are the center of the universe. It feels like our self-consciousness is the center of the universe. But in reality, there is no center. We are not at the center, and we are not the center. There is no center. This centerless center is what is called spirit. That is what we are. Or we can call it no self. It turns out that we are made in the image of the universe, which is not surprising since we are the universe. The universe is us. We are the universe conscious of itself. And we are without a center. There is no center. That spacious centerlessness is our true nature. To be aware of this and to live from that non-center is a Copernican revolution in spirituality. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. 
There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.